Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Adam Talks, a podcast that takes an alternative look at retirement. This is Adam Bergman, founder and CEO of IRA Financial. If you want to learn more, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on social media. Just search IRA Financial. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of Adam Talks. On today's episode, I'm going to be talking inflation. And inflation is coming. This is how I know. So before we get started, just wanted to thank everyone in the Self-Directed Retirement Nation for all your support. Thanks for all the listeners, subscribers. Really appreciate everything you do. And I promise I'll keep pumping out the content. Um, keep listening, subscribing, and uh, hopefully we'll all get through COVID and we'll all um, grow from, from this time. And all of you can become better investors and hopefully you know better diversify your retirement portfolios and hopefully invest in uh, assets you know and trust and, and gain some knowledge along the way. So inflation, which is an ugly word if it gets too excessive. And unfortunately, a little, little inflation is okay. Uh, I think we all want a little bit of inflation, whether it's one or 2%. But inflation that goes much higher than that could get ugly. And just looking back on where we were pre-COVID and where we are now, and I'll give you examples kind of how in my business dealings, I'm seeing the ugliness of inflation and how I think it's actually kind of scary. And this is the most scared I've been about inflation, even more so than 08 and 09, which uh, seemed to be really regulated to the, or relegated, I should say, to the mortgage and banking uh, industry, retail industries. The other uh, industries didn't see um, any of the challenges. This is far more widespread and it's made kind of everything upside down. So Basically, we're in a position where we got to do whatever it takes to save the economy, right? And and that's understandable. I, I totally get we have to do the CARES Act, which was $3 trillion of stimulus. There's a talk for additional stimulus, which uh, whether it's President Trump or newly uh, elected President Biden, the stimulus is coming, okay? And the U.S. government alone is spending trillions of dollars, and the Federal Reserve is creating another few trillion dollars to keep the financial systems from, class, from collapsing. So... A custom Bloomberg index measuring the M2 figures for 12 major economies, including the U.S., China, Euro, and Japan, shows their aggregate money supply has already more than doubled to $80 trillion from before 08 and 09 financial crisis. Okay, um, They're so large, these numbers. It's crazy. Uh, they basically have no more meaning. They're simply abstractions. Uh, it's been some time since people really thought about the concept of money and its purpose. And if you look back to Fed Chair Paul Volcker, and once he said in an interview, the broad idea is that money is value, but the value is not arbitrary, um, it's scary. Um, and it's government's responsibility to maintain the value of the currency they issue. So another interesting statistic, between February and October 2020, U.S. savings account balances rose $2 trillion. Central bank would, um, and that's according to Ian Shepardson of Pantheon macroeconomics. So this is kind of what's going on. So just to understand what is currency, just to give everyone a kind of a one minute uh, tutorial, obviously we know uh, the three main functions of a currency are as a unit of account, medium of exchange, and a store of value, right? It is the last function that's the most important. 
ideally, a central bank would want its currency to retain its value over time, right? That's the whole point. Uh, if there's too many dollars in circulation, uh, it's a problem because the value of those dollars will be diminished, eventually leading to a higher prices for items. Uh, it'll take a while, but it seems as though the U.S. government has decided that it has no constraints on its spending as long as the Fed continues to monetize government borrowing by purchasing the debt issued to finance expenditures. So it's not actually crazy to think that the gov spending may reach $10 trillion in one year, and the numbers could potentially go up from there. Again, I don't want to sound like an alarmist or some end-of-the-world weirdo, but the amount of cash in circulation is scary. So let me tell you my story. Uh, as you know, um, the founder of IRA Financial, you know, one of the fastest-growing Self-directed retirement fintech companies in the country. Uh, at any time, we can hold 75 to $200 million in cash. Um, it's not our cash, it's clients' cash that kind of go through our hands and ultimately get invested, whether it's the real estate or private equity, hedge funds, and the like. And generally, we've had banks beg for our business, right? Not only do we have tons of cash, which most banks like, right? Banks are in the business of accumulating cash. We also open 40 to 50 checking accounts a week, a month, excuse me, or actually a week, I should say, about 200 a month. Um, and those checking accounts are either for self-directed IRA LLCs or solo 401ks. So we have two things banks really want. We have a lot of cash that can sit overnight, which they love. And we open lots of bank accounts, which help bring them more customers and hopefully more fees. But basically, we've been using Capital One for a bunch, bunch of years, and we're really happy with them. But I always call around and kind of check out with other banks, banks I've had business with in the past, you know, what interest they're giving on the cash. Um, you know, we've given uh, Capital One lots of business. We have high volume on a weekly basis, 40, 50 accounts, and sometimes it gets a little bit slow in terms of opening those accounts. So I'm always looking for different banks I can work with that are seamless and, and can provide really good services. And it's scary. But over the last couple months, what I've found is all these banks that were begging for my business over the last two, three years, now basically are saying, you know what, Adam? Sure, we'll take your business. But you know what? We got too much cash. Like, we don't care. If you don't come back to us or give us any of your money or open accounts with us, uh, honestly, we don't care. Come back next year. Um, so I said, well, what do you mean you don't care? I have $150, $200 million sitting in cash that you can use either for credit cards or real estate uh, loans to your customers. What do you mean you don't want the money? Plus, we can bring you 40, 50 new checking accounts a week. Uh, well, basically, Adam, we don't want your money because we have nothing to do with it. We have more cash than we've ever had on our books. And actually, we have too much of it because now we have to re we're required to have more reserves because we have too much cash. So when I heard that, and repeatedly, it wasn't through one bank, it's like eight or nine banks over the last two months, bells started ringing and saying, that's not good. When banks who are in the business of holding cash don't want cash anymore, that's telling me that cash doesn't have the same value it had in March. And that is scary, especially for someone who believes in, in the value of the United States dollar, someone who believes in U.S. equity markets. I'm concerned. And when a bank says they don't want $200 million of cash and a few thousand new accounts a year because they have too much of those already, too much cash, and they don't really care to have your money and they don't know what to do with it, that is alarming, okay? And alarm bells are going off in my head. So is this the next Argentinian, Venezuela runaway inflation nightmare? Or is this kind of a Japanese model where inflation has been muted for the last 25, 30 years? Hard to tell, right? Um, 
what I can tell you is Japan has an aging population, so they don't spend like Americans do. We consume, okay? We like to spend. And if you look at the consumer price index, the CPI, it's showing right now that inflation actually is not super high. Um, and I think one of the reasons for that is that the bucket of goods hasn't been reshuffled. So, for example, the indexes, they don't reflect COVID-19. So in the official gauge, for instance, groceries receive a weight of less than 8%, whereas transportation gets about 15%. But we know with COVID, those numbers don't make sense anymore, right? People aren't driving, taking trains and airplanes like they did. We're consuming a lot more food than we are transport. So the numbers actually probably should be flipped. And if you flip the numbers, then you're going to see a higher inflation than the CPI is showing. So that's a little scary. And I think you can see what's going on based off the price of Bitcoin. Right, Bitcoin has exploded in price from 5,200 back in mid-March to almost 19,000 uh, by November uh, 22nd. Um, why? Because Bitcoin has only 21 million Bitcoins. So once miners have unlocked the amount of Bitcoins, the supply will be exhausted. Right now, we're at 18.5 million Bitcoins that have been mined. So people are feeling more comforting, more secure that Bitcoin is a good hedge against inflation, and it very well could be. Uh, also, you're seeing gold and commodities and, of course, real estate. Our business has exploded, exploded in demand where investors are pulling money out of cash, out of treasuries, out of fixed income, out of stocks and going into real estate because they want to make sure that the income is earned from renting the property. And it's a very good hedge against inflation because in, as inflation rises, so does property values. And so does the amount you can get for rent. So earning higher rent over time helps to keep track, keep uh, inflation in check, or at least keep up to the speed of inflation. So that's kind of where we are in the future. We can only expect this to get worse, whether it's a $500 billion type of stimulus that the Democrats and, or at least Senate majority uh, McConnell is, is trying to get and now fighting with the Democrats or if Biden has a chance to do even a bigger stimulus. We know right away that Biden's proposing a $4 trillion economic plan over 10 years, and that is going to be on top of any additional stimulus package that he's able to pass when he takes office. So we know one thing, no matter the size of any stimulus package, we can expect several, several, several trillion dollars more in cash circulating around the economy uh, over the next couple of years, creating even more of an opportunity for excess inflation, inflation to rear its ugly head. So that's you know my concern. That's kind of where I'm at now. I'm scared that banks don't want $200 million of cash and thousands of new accounts open. That is alarming. I'm also concerned uh, about the amount of, of cash that's being circulated in the economy. Uh, yes, I do understand for a very focused stimulus. I do believe we need to take care of the restaurants, the hotels, uh, airlines. Certain industries have been devastated by COVID and they need to be taken care of. Um, but I am concerned that a reckless or un- focused stimulus could um, rear um, inflation to uh, monstrous levels and then actually end up wrecking the economy. And I'm not alone. I think you see that in the price of Bitcoin. Um, I think if you look at people that are buying Bitcoin, people that are focused on uh, the, the value in Bitcoin, they're looking at the fact that supply is limited. It's exhausted at 21 million Bitcoins, and they feel that that gives them a really good hedge against inflation. So again, I hope we're not the Venezuela, God forbid, Argentinian model. Hopefully inflation gets tamed. This is just kind of a upside down 2020 and 
2021, as the vaccine gets rolled out, things get back to normal, people go back to work, unemployment goes down, inflation doesn't shoot up. But at the same time, there's going to be trillions of dollars of excess cash in the economy. That's going to be spent probably in the United States domestically. Um, People are going to have more cash. Prices are going to go up. And are we in for a 2021 cycle of inflation? Um, Not sure. Uh, Something to keep your um, eyes on, uh, look at alternatives or not. Um, Just wanted to kind of bring that to everyone's attention and hopefully not scare anyone, but at least I wanted to be honest and and kind of give you my concerns of what I've seen uh, over the last couple months. And for the first time really in my life that I'm, I'm a little bit worried uh, more worried than I've ever been uh, about the f- potential of inflation. I, I didn't live through, even though I was born in the 80, in the 70s, I don't remember you know, inflation in the 80s. I don't remember 18, 20% interest rates uh, or higher. Uh, I remember very low interest rates uh, like the 90s and 2000s, and, and now we're at zero interest rates. So we'll see. Hopefully the Fed knows what they're doing. Hopefully the stimulus works and hopefully it's targeted and it does what it needs to to get us back on our feet. And hopefully inflation um, stays in check. But if it doesn't, um, (laughs) I told you so. Um, In any event, um, this is kind of where we're at now. So I hope you stay safe and healthy. I want to wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving. Um, Be safe with your family. Uh, Do what you need to do uh, to uh, celebrate it responsibly. And thank you again, all you listeners, for all your support. Thank you to the Self-Directed Retirement Nation. You guys are awesome. And um, stay safe. Happy Thanksgiving. And uh, I'll talk to you again next week. Take care.